Got 25 to 75 people in your company? Check out knowyourcompany.com, software that helps companies like Airbnb know their company better. That is the Chicago Verse podcast on the Dynasty Podcast Network, featuring interviews with Chicago's premier artists and industry and creatives and culture leaders. Hosted by Haima Black. Welcome to Chicago. Haima Black, live from Virgin Hotels for Dynasty Podcast. We're here for another week. Shout out Virgin Hotels for hosting us. We have a killer night of guests tonight. We're going to be talking with Chuck Anderson, a.k.a. No Pattern. Um, known for a lot of great work, including his work with Havas. We're going to be talking with Ellie Van Gogh, really exciting rising talent in Chicago. And first, we have a guest who long overdue I've wanted to have on for a long time, Malcolm London, man. Thank you for coming up. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me, man. Absolutely. Um, That's exciting. You are somebody who's had a really busy year, year and a half. I mean, like, has it felt like a whirlwind for you for a while? Uh, yeah, always when I wake up in the morning, often. Uh, but actually, it's felt more. I've been able to focus more on the music and the art, and it's it's felt more uh, stable, I guess. Uh, when mm-hmm. when you're organizing and you're an activist, everything is a lot of it is reactionary to the powers that be. Right. And so it's just it's 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 been it's been beautiful to just have reflective time to to like say what I feel and how I want to feel it and creatively also impact the world. That's got to be a luxury. Yeah, it, it feels that way. And it's hard sometimes as an organizer uh, to, like, be in this, like, selfish world of, like, a healthy level of narcissism, you know what I mean? Right, right, like, right. right. Uh, but I think it's doing the similar work, the cultural work of, uh, you know, expressing the human experience. Well, yeah, I think you're doing... I think the spirit of what you're doing carries through all the different lanes you're involved in. And we're going to talk about all those, the activist work, the poetry, the education, the music, the whole the whole spread. So, but we always kind of start at the beginning. For you, like, how did a lot of this begin for you, whether it's music, whether it's activist work, whether it's poetry? Like, how did you start to develop your own kind of creative identity? Yeah, man, I, I think uh, it started, I mean, I, I owe a lot of my, my work and, and, and uh, growth to Louder Than a Bong, Yes. Uh, to you media, to uh, to um, yeah, man, to all the alternative educational spaces in Chicago mm-hmm. uh, that you know, in a lot of ways, saved my life, but you know, just allowed me to be myself. Um, yeah, you know, I, yeah. Shout out to shout out to 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 funding uh, programs <laughs> outside of schools. You know what's interesting is I've been hearing from more and more people that louder than a bomb specifically has been like kind of a launching point for people or a foundation and it's like I just think it can't be overstated the the value of what they're doing. Absolutely, absolutely. Shout out to L Time twenty seventeen. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, so you kinda of found your voice, your footing in Louder Than a Bomb, Young Chicago Authors, all that kind of stuff. How did you start to I guess identify or approach being an activist? Did that just happen overnight one day, or was that something that you slowly came into? Yeah, I, I, I've been thinking about that a lot lately because, I, I mean, I've gotten that question, and it's always like, where and when did you become, like... Right, you know, like, this, when this, did you pick up your car? Yeah, become a, you, know, right. you know, but I, I, honestly, I, I got to give a shout-out to my pops, man, uh, because, like, the, like, 
knee-jerk reaction to like wanting to do something right in the world. Like my pops was always giving me the 411 as a kid. Like I grew up listening to Martin Luther King's speeches in the car ride to the crib. You know, like so how uh, could you not? Yeah, you know, it's kind of it's kind of just in that. Or I, you know, I, Malcolm X is like photos on the. I mean, he, they named me after Malcolm X. Right. So uh, you know, in that way, I've always been in that in that space. But then it's. Uh, I think for me, the wake-up call that I had really was, as a poet, like you write a lot about imagining the world to look different. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at some point, it like a lot of poets were just talking about stuff. Right. And I was like, how do I give my poems feet? And so for me, that was, uh, I don't know if folks remember, but back in 2009, Darion Albert, who was a teen that was killed in Finger High School, uh, Really, really woke me up to like you know this. We have to. I have to literally do something, right? Uh, in order and not just write about it, but be about it. Well, and we have unfortunately we've really entered an era where like there's more and more really kind of heartbreaking acts that are happening. Yeah. And so you're right. I bet it it became harder to sit on the guide on the sidelines when you know all these kind of things are happening. Absolutely. Um. Let's talk about your role in Chicago, like. Talk about what you're doing in the activist space in Chicago right now, um, how that works, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to figure out, uh, I'm a firm believer in organizations. I'm a far, firm believer in organizing money and people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I still support organizations like BYP 100, mm-hmm. uh, Asada's Daughters, uh, Let Us Breathe Collective, all these organizations that are that are doing the day-to-day work and, and, and really not the, the sexy work, you know what I mean? The, right. the work of like punching into a clock you do not get currency from. Uh, and so I just want to give all love and all, all that to them. Uh, but personally, it's, it's just trying to figure out where and how I can leverage, you know, my social capital for for the greater good. Uh, and, and, I, and I get to, do, I'm surrounded by people who, who are in that same light, who come from that same space. Uh, so yeah, man, like, you know, we I, I went to like I went to Standing Rock with Vic mm-hmm. uh, last year. You know, unfortunately, they're still gonna fucking build the pipeline. Uh, and just and just really yeah, leveraging any 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 resources I can. Yeah, and helping well, and helping the folks. I think it's interesting you bring up the social capital because I think for some people they might say like, oh well, I don't have enough of a voice or I wish I could do that, but I I don't have the power to do that. Like, talk about the role of social media. In activism, in addition to, of course, also taking it out into the real world. Yeah, I mean, shout out to social media, man. I, when I re- realized social media was extremely important, was back when Ferguson happened, <clears throat> and you saw all these photos of mm-hmm. like, I think there's like the infamous photo where a dude is like picking up the canister, right, and throwing it and throwing it back, uh, and I, simultaneously you saw folks in Palestine like showing solidarity with this movement, right? And so anything that can make communication instantaneous across the globe is, like, beautiful and is now putting us in a different space. Um, you know, I think social media is the best. For me, Twitter is my news in 2017. Yeah, yeah, I, I, for real. <laughs> when people, I, I talk to some people and they're like, I'm not a Twitter person. And I'm like, yeah. how do you how do, how do, you do uh, anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, where like, do you find things out? A person, yeah. I, yeah, man, I mean, because literally every time I've seen the news... Like Twitter, or I mean, even right now, this the the biggest liar in the in the country runs the country. Sure. Uh, like every second, he's like, I didn't say this, and then somebody and then Twitter's someone's like got the receipt. Up. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like right. Fact fact checking one on one. So I think social media is, is extremely important, but I, 
I do. I'm weary of like. There's only so much that can be done in the virtual world. Sure. And and the real and the real intersections of of poverty do not exist online. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I think about, you know, most people in the communities that I serve, they don't they don't get on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I mean, they might get on Facebook, but like, people aren't dying. On Twitter, right? right you can right. see it on Twitter, but it, you know what I'm saying. So, so just making sure that you know at the end of the day, you still got to hit the ground, hit the streets, do talk to the people. Uh, retweets can't do that, but but I, but shout out to social media. So let's talk about the perception of Chicago. I mean, something that I, all of us here in the city see yeah. is when Trump talks about how it's it's a war zone here and it's and it's it's Iraq and it's it's all these things and it's like. As somebody who's on the ground actively working to make things better, like, what's your response when you hear something like that? <laughs> Fuck you. Right. <laughs> uh, basically, I mean, I don't, at this point, I'm so tired of talking about Donald Trump, man. No, uh, yeah. Like, but, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's sad, really. It's, it's really. it's really tragically sad that uh, the first and only response, really, to to a lot of heartbreak and sorrow and sadness is how do we add more sorrow and sadness? How do we make things worse? Yeah, yeah. And it's and it's, it's, like, it's like really just not even recognizing folks' humanity who who live. You know, like when you say the South and West Side and is is a violent place, when you talk about gangs there, you're talking about like people. Right. right. Like you're writing off entire neighborhoods and, you know, even even in the neighborhoods themselves, we, we, we are like, you know, we... we um, internalize you know a lot of things but like even even like no parent raises a young person to murder somebody right right no family no grandmothers no no cousins nobody like wants that for any child that's not the goal like not not you know and definitely not to be killed but also not to be a murderer and, and we got to like change and shift our 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 ideologies around uh even even the conversation around violence uh, you know, it's more violent to close a school than it is for somebody to punch somebody in the face. To me, one hundred percent. And so, so even that, but just we gotta have love, man. And I, I say that shit all the time, but it's not some cliche shit. It's just like if you don't love these people enough, that the only thing you say to stop gun violence is more guns, then you're either dumb as fuck, which a lot of politicians are, or uh, you just don't love these people. And I think the people are starting to realize that. Hopefully, every other day. What are some resources that Chicagoans have or could take advantage of that could... I mean, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and be like, how do we stop the violence? Yeah, that's yeah, not yeah, a simple yeah. question no, that not, we're going to yeah. solve in this podcast. But like, but what are some resources that communities or, or people on the ground could take advantage of that could maybe turn things around, even, even just to a degree? Yeah, I mean, well, look, man, I got all the answers, bro. If you want to stop violence, this is the first step. Uh, sarcasm. Uh, I... Uh, <laughs> no, Really, man, Chicago, what Miriam Kaba, who's a, who's a mentor of mine, she always says, we do not need, no one in the world hasn't figured out how to solve racism. You know what I mean, right. or like people, people are thinking about these things since, since the day oppression has happened, right? Like, it's not just like, oh, we need more fun, more books, right? Like, there's, there's like, right. there's like, we don't need new ideas. We need more people to execute them. We need more people to be organized. Um, and so, like, in the age of mass information, just know that it's, 
it's it's so much information out there. I like again, I'll shout out BYP one hundred, I'll shout out We Charge Genocide. Uh these are organizations. There's the information is out there, the organizations are out there, and if they're not out there, then create them yourself. Like but you can't you can't not do anything. If we do anything, nothing will change. Oh, uh, I like that I like that resource. Or I like what you just said that like if you don't find a resource, create one. Yeah, yeah. And there's a absolutely. lot of power in that. Yeah, absolutely. Man. Uh what do you see as some of your goals? in the activist space this year like or what what's kind of like ahead for you um i think so in that in in organizing i think right now the big question is we're finding out that a lot of uh struggles come directly from police unions and so we're we're coming at the police unions but my my uh where i'm headed right now i guess in the activist space is is more in a in a quantitative uh, way and so you know if you said you're creating the resource I, you know I created Opia uh, yeah. and so I'm I'm hoping you know even as an organizer I got here because of James Baldwin I got here because of Tupac um, you know what I mean and so you know I'm trying to make essentially a musical history book uh, you know for for folks or for young people who share my similar perspective uh, so anyway yeah I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm working in and going on tour uh, soon and at the end of April, four twenty, uh, kicks off in Chicago, um, and that's your first tour, right? First, first headlining tour, our first project, and I we're doing it big in the Midwest because uh, that's that's where I'm from. Shout out to Chicago, but that's exciting. Yeah, no man, it's 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 it's, it's fun, man. Uh, it's also a lot more rapping is not easy uh, as. No. as as uh, you know, it's not just putting some shit on SoundCloud and, and blowing up. It's like it's like it's just if not. It's a lot of thought work, uh, but yeah, man, I'm super excited. The tour, the tour kicks off, uh, you know, Tuesday. There, uh, there's press release jumping off for the tour, and there's an opiate promo video. Um, yeah, man, so just be on the lookout for all of that. I'm, I'm super excited. Yeah, and and Opia is the debut full length that just yeah. dropped in October, right? Yeah, October 17th, 10, 10, 17. Shout out to Gucci. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man, it's 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 uh it's been out for a minute. Numbers have been like jumping. Which is weird. It's like for the first three months, like numbers were steady, and then I guess like mugs got on to the music, and like you know, at least on SoundCloud, it's like it cracked over uh, you know a couple hundred thousand views, and uh, Spotify is is is, is at like three hundred k. Well, something. and I think I think people are just becoming more and more aware of you in general, whether yeah. it's in whatever lane, music activism, any of it. It's like I think your name is just getting in front of people more too, you know, and especially. I think when you put that project out, and it, it doesn't hurt that there's names that people know there, like Jamila and Vic, and it's like, yeah. and everyone's looking at Chicago. Right, right. Everyone's looking at Chicago right yeah, now. it's a place to be. It's, it's weird because you have all of these really heartbreaking elements here, and then you have this really kind of victorious narrative as yeah, well, yeah. where it's like the chance kind of like right, yeah. the spotlight that's here. Like, what has that been like on the music side? Like, what is it like being a musician in Chicago right now. Man, yo, man, I'm so proud of, of you know, Chance is both my friend and, like, my arch nemesis in my head, you know what <laughs> I mean? Like, I'm trying to, you know, like, I'm everyday inspired and challenged by him, vice versa, I think. Um, but, yeah, man, it's, it's a beautiful, it's, 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 it's really, like, such a beautiful creative moment, uh, because you just see everybody working so hard that really care about their craft, and I think that's because we really care about this city, yeah. and uh, it, and it translates through the music, and so I think, and 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 
and I think the sad part is that when people see Chicago and they see the t- statistics, they're like, wow, a chance the rapper can come from here. Wow, a Malcolm right. London. Wow, a no name. Uh, and it's like, well, yeah, you know, because there there is still a lot of beauty in the city and there's young people who, you know, every day went to a library to write poems, you know. If the city was just violence, we'd all be dead. Right. You know there what wouldn't I mean? be any yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's why people are... Not that, not that, not any of the art that we're making isn't isn't as incredible as it is. But like, I think part of the reason people are looking at Chicago is because they they're in disbelief. Like, how can how can it be so rough? And and like all this great art is coming out. It's because it's like because it's still a beautiful city, and and the part the violence and the trauma helps. Or the, the the art helps you know navigate the trauma. I, I mean, well, everyone's more passionate, and what I've seen is that just. Everybody is raising their game now. Yeah. Like, in, I'm not a musician at all. I'm raising my game because everybody else is just Works. doing such yeah. good work. And I think everybody, even outside of the artist side, it's like everybody's trying to do better and, and take their crafts as seriously as possible because everybody else is doing the same thing. Yeah. You don't want to be the one who's slacking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the record's out now. It's called Opia. And mm-hmm. so listening to the record, I, there were a couple things that stood out to me. First... Something I thought that was really great is, you know, I think when people think of the name Malcolm London, they think of obviously this really serious activist, the activist work you're doing. It's very serious professional narrative. Yeah. It's very passionate. And then you have like a song like House Party. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then that's like a totally different side of you where it's just like it's a lot of fun, which I don't know if people necessarily see that with you. Yeah, right? man, that was really intentional, man. Because um, like just even in my journey, like folks, you know, I, I, I am both. A, a wild cannon in the streets and also at a party. Uh, and so, like, some people are often like, oh, man, you, like, turn up, you know? Like, it's like... it's like, like You like enjoying yourself, right, too? Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're a person. Um, and really, like, even in my... Like, I was very intentional about Opia just being a, a project about Malcolm London, the person, and not Malcolm mm-hmm. London, the organizer, because I think people get confused. It's like, I both turn up and... Uh, and like go to parties and read books and watch anime and like you can be all those things. Right. You know, you could you could you could be an activist and somebody who like rose blunts twenty first. I don't you know, I don't know, like you <laughs> right. could do that, you know. Uh but really, really, you know, the to me the best artist and that's why like I'm a fan of all all the folks in Chicago, Vic Mensa, you know, mm-hmm. who's his last tape I'm like, I mean that's my boy, but also I'm a huge fan of because it's really like I think the best artists are able to translate the human experience and you know the human experience includes turning up or like you know I, I, I mean I'm still I'm still to this day a fan of Chief Keith, right or like right. like they're like you need all elements right you, I, I listen to Frank Ocean and, and Chief Keith, right like cause I contain multitudes and, and everybody does but that was the point where Opia even sonically um, you know shout out to to, to, to EB uh, for for uh, producing that most of that tape, but even sonically, I wanted it to. You know, every song is it. It doesn't. It sounds like a, a full project, mm-hmm. but the, but sonically, all the all the beats I think are different, and that was intentional because I wanted to show people my versatility as an artist, uh, and that I don't only write poems about. Uh, black death. Although I do write a lot of poems about that because that shouldn't need to change. Well, yeah, but yeah. black, but all everything. You know, everything is everything. Shout out to fifteen. Yeah, and I was about to ask about the title track. Um, yeah. Talk about the title track, what the name Opia means, and also putting Jamila Woods on that song. Like, why yeah. was it important to have Jamila? Because I think she brings yeah. a lot of a lot of soul and heart to that as well. 
Yo, I love Jamila so much. That's like my big sister. She's helped me a lot in my in like my personal growth. And so, uh, I'm, I mean, I'm a forever keep shout. I keep saying shout out because shout out to everybody. You don't. I am not who I am without other people and the communities that I love. Uh, but yeah, man. I, yeah, man. Actually, the opium that so opium means the ambiguous intensity of looking someone in the eye, mm-hmm. which can feel both invasive and vulnerable. And when I found, I stumbled upon this word, I was like, man, this is like, I want people to feel like they're looking me in my eyes when they hear my project. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it's, even if it's awkward and, and, and corny <laughs> and, and weird and, and super handsome, uh, I want them to feel that, you know? Uh, right. And so, um, yeah, that song actually went through like three different transitions. The first song, it was almost one of the earlier songs I made and Jamila was on it, but then we worked, shopped it and, and, and it is what it is now, but... Yeah, man, that's my favorite song in the project. It's a very uh, personal, it's a very impactful listen. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad I think so. That's good. The final song on the record, it's just your name. It's yeah, titled yeah, Malcolm, Malcolm London. London. Yeah. And what I think about interesting is, or what is interesting about that, much like this interview, even though the song is titled after you, it's you shouting out all of your friends and family, all these people that are really important to you. Talk about the message behind that song and, and giving recognition to everybody yeah. that you are there. Yeah, man, as a, I like you a lot. Uh, we're friends now uh, <laughs> because, yeah, that's... You know what? It's so, so sad because I have so many artists who are like, thanks for doing prep. And I'm like, that's the bare minimum you're supposed <laughs> to do for this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know? No. like, And I'm always like horrified that there's all these journalists <laughs> that are probably sitting down with you being like, so, Malcolm... London, right, 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 you know. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. Talk about this final song, Malcolm yeah, man. Uh, yeah, man. It's yeah. It was it was it was the the outro and it, yeah, man. I mean, I, inadvertently, but also on purpose. Like the fact that you point out that you know this is a, a self titled track, but it, but I'm really just giving love to all the people who help me make the project and and you know essentially make me. Um, but yeah, man, that's actually one of my favorite songs on the tape. Uh, outside of uh, like, per- like personally and making it, like I remember being up at three a.m. very lit and not able to go to bed, and so I was like, I like wrote that verse, and it like, like sometimes when you make something, you feel very like you know when some shit is not only sure. good, like you give yourself like the you feel like it's special, yeah, 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 yeah. but uh, yeah, it felt so special. You know, I felt like. This homage to all my, all my folks, like you know, I, like yeah, my my best friend. I shout out my best friend Josh, my 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 mom, my grandma, my cousins, like my nieces, um, and it just felt so good to like get all of that out into a song. And so, uh, yeah, man. So that's my first song. If if you haven't heard the the tape, listen to that song. Uh, yeah, man. I love that spirit. It like it almost sounds like it. Not even that it sounds like, but it has the feeling. Of like something that would have been like college dropout. Word. Like when Kanye was still that's like a big, that's a big uh, a like humble Chicago person. <laughs> you know what I mean? Versus I still and I love, got Kanye. love for Kanye. I still but, love you, man. But it's it's different now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So so I love it. Uh the record is called Opia. Uh what else is on deck for you this year, whether on the activist side, the music side, education, poems, like all that? I mean, really like what the journey is is to make all of that not feel so different right you know it's all you yeah you know i i am both an artist and an educator who is making art and an activist who is uh trying to shift culture with all 
the love of my heart and all like all the books that I like half-ass read. You know, I'm trying right. to like you know all, all of that is just me, and so I think I operate sometimes as separate things. But when I walk into a space, I don't walk into a space as a poet. I walk into it as Malcolm London, who is all these things, uh, and so. Really, just trying to let that translate through the art that I make and anything that I do. That you know, if I if I if I come through a party, it's it's Malcolm London in a party. And if you know, if I'm chatting with you and we get in an argument about some political shit, that's what might happen, which it's I like do very often. It's yeah, all those exactly. Things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, or if I don't want to talk to you because uh, <laughs> we disagree, I'm gonna just walk away and go get some Hennessy. I mean, you know what I mean? Like that's just what it's gonna be. Uh, but I'm excited. The tour is coming up. 420, we got 12 dates, uh, mostly in the Midwest. Uh, after that, you know, you know, I, I've, I've been talking about a, a, a book, but in but Bonnaroo, I'm hitting Bonnaroo this, this nice. summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super excited about that. Um, That's huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm excited. That's Chances be fun. playing. No Names Down There is going to, Joey. Is this announced Perp, yet? Uh, it announces on Tuesday. So it is not announced. Yeah, so this yeah, is live. Yeah, That's yeah. awesome. Oh, maybe I, I don't know if this is my contract. So we just broke a bunch of Honor yeah, yeah, yeah. news <laughs> on Dynasty Podcast. Cool. I love it. That. That's cool. a very it's Chicago cool. lineup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's going to be fun, man. And this is my first time at Bonnaroo. So I'm like super excited. Super duper excited. Um, yeah, man. But it's really, it's really just trying to figure out what tomorrow looks like every day. You know? Yeah. I love it, man. Um, Malcolm London, like, like I said, this was overdue. Yeah, man. You're somebody I've wanted to have on the podcast for a long time. I always have like a mental checklist, you know, like oh, folks. Like I live on yeah. Twitter. I, I live in Chicago. I see all these things, and I'm like, we haven't had that guy on. We haven't had her on. Like yeah, we haven't yeah. had that team on. Right. And you were high on that list, man. So I'm really glad we got to do this. Yeah, yeah. No, man. Thanks, thanks for having me, man. And shout out to Voss. I know you got Chuck coming up here. Shout yeah, out to yeah, LA. Yeah, we got a really great. Uh, I'm, 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 a, I'm a fan of, of both though of, of the brand and, and and definitely a fan of LA too. That's my oh, yeah. that's my homie. So. Um, yeah, man, keep doing what you're doing. Absolutely, Shout out to man. Dynasty, older than NPR, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, you know. And you know what? Here's the other thing. We, on this podcast, we check in with our, like, since we're very Chicago-centric, we try to have, like, a, a network or almost a family of guests. We check in with them probably, like, once a year or, like, yeah. as new things are happening, this mic is on for you, so feel free to come back cool, as you man. have new things yeah. coming on. Yeah, and we'll, absolutely. We'll talk absolutely. it up. Cool, man. Thank you. Awesome. Malcolm London. Yeah, Thank you, man. You've been listening to a production of Dynasty Podcast. Find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, Dynasty Descend.